When I was a medical student, it was all about learning what was wrong with you. Not how well you were, but where did it hurt? And we looked at very, very specific things. So this is wrong with your hand, this is wrong with your knee, and we looked at it in terms of dysfunction. Wellness, on the other hand, looks at how well you are. What is your health? And there's a big distinction between disease and wellness. The absence of disease doesn't mean that you are well. There's a spectrum of wellness that, that is from where you are at this point to where you could be. When you think of wellness, you don't necessarily need to think of people who go to the gym, people who are slim, people who are fit. All of these stereotypes have very, very little to do with wellness. Wellness starts wherever you are. Wellness matters because you matter. And in the 21st century, wellness takes on very, very different meanings. The reason that wellness takes on different meanings is we have now got the ability to show the evidence of what that word means. Previously, when people talked about wellness, you think of some kind of strange, psychological, ephemeral feeling. But now, with the use of things like functional NMR, you can actually see blood flow in the brain. You can see areas in the brain that light up when you think in a particular way. When we look at things like heart rate variability, the ability that we have now to, to look at what is your heart rate doing in response to how you're breathing. We now have the ability to, to use things like continuous glucose monitors, which show a clear link between the stress you're feeling and your glucose. Those elements matter. And those elements are saying that your mind is not separate from your body or your spirit, but they are, they are all interconnected. So we're moving away from a dualistic way of thinking about health. Take, for example, the idea that movement matters. For a long time, we've taught comfort is what we need. So somebody comes to, to see you, they've been sitting on a train, they've been sitting in a car, and, and very often you'd say, here, come in, sit down, have a drink, relax. You say, yeah, we want you to be comfortable. But the mere fact of increasing comfort in the world that we live in decreases our wellness. Now, the latest research, uh, a few months back, suggested that as you and I move around more, the greater diversity of the, the things that you do in a day reflects the size of your hippocampus. Your hippocampus is the area that deals with learning, it deals with memory, and traditionally it tends to shrink the older you get. And you might say, well, that's great for you because obviously you're getting older. The question is this, is when do you start to notice the shrinkage in your hippocampus? 
we're all getting to a point in our life when we move less. And the less you move, the greater the shrinkage. The greater the shrinkage, the less your memory tends to be, the higher your risk of things like Alzheimer's and dementia. So at the end of the day, we say to people, movement is, is a key part of life. So in terms of lifestyle medicine, there are six pillars. One of which is nutrition, then it's your mental function, the third is your physical abilities, the fourth would, would encompass things like connection. Who are you connected with? How often are you connecting with people? Today we face a challenge and the challenge of, of the pandemic is one in which we are now in a inflection point. So you can choose to, as a lot of people have done, choose to move. So you choose to move from a city to a country environment. You can choose to walk further. You can choose to exercise further. People are looking at their health in totally different ways. The inflection point that we're in really matters because in order to get past where we are now, it takes more than individuals to make the change. It takes corporate decisions as to how we structure schools, how we structure our health systems to move in the direction that we want to be in. Wellness matters and wellness is changing today. You have that ability within you. The great advance that we have in epigenetics says that we are not the prisoner of your genes. Some years back people would be saying, you know what, I am this weight because my dad was this weight. And then my granddad was this weight. And he said, yeah, but that's how I am. That, it's, it's genetic, isn't it? That's a family trait. I can do nothing about it. What they have found out since is that genetics only plays 20% of the impact on your health. The rest is determined by your environment and what the things are you can do within that environment that affect your genes. So the science of epigenetics says that your genes can be switched on or it can be switched off, it can be affected and you have control of it. You and I have control of the things that we have control of and by doing these things we affect our wellness.